0: all right it's a podcast i don't know what it's called i don't know what it'll be published as but it's me it's jack uh... it's ed gallo and it's pelican head and we're here to talk about the ncaa wrestling allocations the uh... qualifying procedures for this year they're obviously a little bit different with the pandemic and we're going to talk about what we do and don't like about that guys introduce yourselves
1: i'm pelican head find me on twitter at pelican head with a k
2: Uh, i'm ed gallo i'm I'm pelican head's friend he brought me along just you know for fun no affiliation to the fight site or or our podcast network you probably never heard of me
1: Mm -hmm. i'm the
2: owner of the fight site and i do wrestling and uh, mma analysis
1: and you're pelican head's friend
2: and the part about the friendship
1: is is very true Mm-hmm. So, Jack, I want to I want to comment on something you've said already. Oh, the the allocation setup is different, but in many ways it's the same, the same as it used to be. When it's it similar. Sucked.
0: It's it's the same as it used to be when.
1: When it sucked.
0: Oh, when? <laughs> wait, the when? Dark. When was that in like the uh, the wildcard era?
1: I don't even know. Before they started using RPI in coaches' rankings.
0: Like in in like. Two thousand three, when it was like the conferences would vote on their own wild cards.
1: Yeah, something yeah. like that. But it was it was based on the historic, like the allocations. The yeah, it was based on, based on how many All Americans you had and stuff. Exactly, yeah. and it was a disaster, and it was a nightmare. It's giving me bad flashbacks. Those are my early early days as a call dressing fan, like fifteen years ago.
0: Mhm. And we'll we'll talk more about that later. So, just as a setup. Sorry, right, I jumped ahead. No, it's fine. So. There is a sport called wrestling, and in the U.S. it's uh, one of the most popular forms is uh, in the university system. It's called the uh, NCAA, and they have a national tournament every year. But there's way too many people, so they can't all go. So they have qualifying tournaments to decide who gets to go to that big national tournament. And every year people argue about how the qualifying uh, should work and who should be able to make it. So generally what they've done is done, uh, in the past you know, 10 or 15 years they've allocated spots to conferences based on uh, a couple criteria including uh, RPI, which is a, a mathematical formula based on your winning percentage and uh, your strength of schedule and based on uh, the coaches' ranking where all the college coaches rank who they think the best wrestlers are. Uh, and so each... Each weight, so for example, the Big Ten at 125, if the Big Ten had eight wrestlers who met the standard in the coaches' ranking in the RPI, then the top eight placers at the Big Ten tournament at 125 would all qualify. Uh, this year, because it's so difficult to compare between conferences, there's so few interconference conference matches, uh, they've done those allocations based on historical data based on a five-year average of how many uh... your conference got at each weight but uh... there's also a couple twists so i guess to start out what do you guys think about doing that about using the historical data instead of this year's results Mm,
2: I it's weird to me just because it's it's not as helpful for conferences that are undergoing a lot of changes you know, it's not entirely fair to them. It, just from my, that's my gut reaction, my gut, you know, feelings reaction. Like the ACC has grown a ton in the past five years. If um, you know, that's just me being a homer, uh, but even like the big 12 has, has you know, pretty dramatically changed. I uh, mean, it used to be better than it was worse. Now it's better again. Uh, the Mac has grown substantially. So these conferences are a lot different than they used to be. So I don't know if they're like taking, if they're like combining with the, you know, some of the conferences got merged, so are they using the data from, like, the EWL, or, um, like, the, is the SOCON still alive? Like, there are conferences mm-hmm. that have been, like, it's dissolved and merged, it seems like. So, I don't know, I just uh, feel like it, it's more accurate with the more stable, you know, longer-living conferences like the Big Ten. Um, I just don't know how accurate it is with, uh, with regard to reflecting who the wrestlers are. that are actually, you know, worthy of the tournament right now. That's my gut reaction. I haven't looked into it,
1: so that might be off base. <laughs> uh, it's pretty spot on. I mean, I, I ultimately think that they had limited choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that going by historical figures makes sense. Mike Walm and I talked about this this week on Twitter. Is I just don't understand why they took the laziest possible approach. I mean, much of what Ed's saying, like conferences have shifted. Some schools aren't competing. Why not just look at the historical performance by school, each individual school, and then allocate the qualifiers by that instead of conferences makes no sense. They did it basically as dumb as they possibly could. It seems like it was hurried and I don't understand what shortage of time they had. I mean, they, they could have taken a few more days. It would have taken like, I think it would have taken like a half hour to do it by school, but either way, I mean, they were kind of hamstrung. I don't think the impact ultimately is going to be that meaningful. Um, especially on the team race. I mean, you're going to have the top teams are going to have all their guys there. Um, but it it's just frustrating that they it like 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 I said before, I mean it reminds me of the dark days when when things were just like wrestling was such a second class sport, and the allocation process was just done the way it had always been done, and everyone knew it was terrible, and it gives me p t s d but I, I but it's a weird season, and I don't think they had much choice
0: mm-hmm. right. yeah so that that is one um Sort of point of historical comparison, something we can sort of look to and say, you know, should we have done that this year? Should they have learned from that? Uh, Up until they they started the current system, it used to be uh, conferences would get you know a a given number of allocations. It was not based on current year results. It was based on uh, how many place winners, what kind of, you know, how many matches wrestlers from your conference won at nationals. And then, just the
1: previous year, I think it used to be, too. It was like oh, just really? how you did the... I oh, think wow. that's what it was. It was just the prior year. Uh, so things so, swung pretty wildly.
0: Uh, and basically, it was it was spread evenly across the weights. So instead of, you know, sometimes you have a really good crop at one weight and you're weaker at another, it would be spread evenly across the weights, and then each conference would get a certain number of wild cards that they could distribute among the weight classes as as they saw fit, um, but it had to be done by a vote of the coaches. And so fist fights would break out like every other year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I know that, like, the, I think Debbie Yao from NC State kind of championed the, the change in allocation process. And it's a big reason why the ACC has grown the way it has. I mean, you, if you were in a tough conference before, there was no incentive to invest in your wrestling program because it was any progress was going to be years away. And it was going to be so much based on chance, just having a couple guys break through. Mm -hmm. That that was like a a watershed moment for wrestling when they changed the the allocation process. I think a lot of growth has come out of that. I mean, just what's happened in the ACC is incredible.
0: Mm -hmm. So they've also, they're not called automatic qualifiers, which is the term they used to use. They're called pre-allocation. So only conference champions automatically qualify. Uh,
1: and then the well, what what is the what is the meaning of that distinction? I so because the...
0: all right the the thing is you can place in a like what should be a high enough spot, but if you don't have four matches, then you gotcha. don't okay. claim the spot. so you don't automatically qualify. so it's it's, it's basically an automatic qualifier, but the rule this year is you have to have four matches by the end of the season. Uh, In order to get so, if you win your conference, it doesn't matter how many matches you had. But to claim one of the uh, the pre allocated spots, you need at least four matches. Do you guys understand why? What's the idea there? I don't know. So, for for at large bids, you also so if you don't place highly enough at your qualifying tournament, you still need or you still you know can get in. There's a certain number of spots that are um, that are at large that. The pool of wrestlers who don't qualify can be considered four. And I understand for that you need four matches because you need some way to compare those wrestlers without looking at what they did in past years. It's supposed to be based on your accomplishments this year. For the yes, pre-allocated when, spots, I don't get it. Not if you go two yeah. and one, you get third at your conference, and you need it to be top five, why aren't you in? I don't get
1: it. I, I mean, maybe they're trying to incentivize people competing before they're trying to prevent like what Stefan Mitrich is doing, I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
2: I guess I don't know <laughs> Like it, I see I no logic to it I think, you know, whatever they're doing it, the, the logic is it's supposed to be protecting against people whose seasons are, are altered by, by COVID in some way, like missing out on duels and stuff, but I have like the distinction between automatic qualifiers and just normal qualifiers. <laughs> I don't really know what, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I'm definitely the most out of the loop on this anyway. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't going to make sense to me either
1: way. So they've also, it doesn't, created, help that it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it does not. So they've created this one-time exception thing. So if you do not participate in your conference tournament because of a COVID-19 protocol You still, it's possible you can qualify. If your team does not replace you at the conference tournament, you can be considered for an at-large bid. I kind of don't think this will ever actually happen, Um, but do you guys agree with that rule?
1: That makes sense. But why would you think it wouldn't happen? I mean, what if Spencer Lee gets COVID?
0: If If it happens to Spencer Lee, I think it will. But I think in most cases, if you don't wrestle at your conference tournament, you are not going to get one because you're gonna have way fewer matches and you're gonna loot you're not gonna get any conference placement points and so you're gonna do really badly in the matrix. And so if you're if you're a top guy, yes, but I think in most cases, even if you're a regular starter, even if you're maybe a ranked guy, your odds of getting the at large if you don't wrestle at your conference tournament are not good.
2: Which is super rough. Mm -hmm. Have we talked about the weirdness with um, like if if you go to the conference tournament but you don't have four matches and you place second and that like gets you a spot but you don't have four matches the person that placed third if they do have four matches can get the spot yeah so of
0: you. yeah so if your conference had three pre allocated spots they just go to the three highest placed wrestlers I think so if the person who, or that that qualify that are eligible. So if the person that gets second um, is not eligible because they don't have enough matches, then like third, fourth, and fifth could get them.
2: Yeah, and I I, I get it, but it just sucks. Yeah, for it, it conferences it seems that stupid. Have not a lot of people where right. you know, most conferences that are you know like the Big Ten or whatever. If you're getting to a second or third place match, you're going to have four matches. But you know we talked about the ACC for example, small brackets. It's only what five teams, um, so. It's not it's not possible to get four matches uh unless you take first, depending on your seeding. So yikes. <laughs> There's gonna be some, some upset fans I feel. And we're gonna we're gonna figure out what the flaws of this are, I think, a little bit more after it plays out.
0: Yeah, people are gonna be furious. And I, I I've just kind of given up on it making sense and I'm just gonna be just gonna accept it how it goes, but people are gonna lose their mind over these. Especially because people most people aren't like reading the rules. Like there's still people that think there's a committee of people that just like argue decide. about this yeah. and like <laughs> decide it themselves. Uh and people are not gonna be happy about these results.
1: Ed's doing a podcast about this and he didn't even read the rules. That's correct. So there's definitely gonna be some folks out there. <laughs> I can think of a few right now. <laughs> I won't name names.
0: Uh, so then they they are not using the RPI this year in uh, determining at large bid. It's not going to uh, determine seeding either. Uh, the RPI is a mathematical formula based on your winning percentage, your opponent's winning percentage, and your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. Um, how do you guys feel about RPI being used in college wrestling?
1: I think it's awesome. Really? Long. I mean, rest- there's you have so many individuals competing in so many matches. You have the like this core of simple data: win versus loss. RPIs mm-hmm. it'd be nonsense not to use.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I guess I the would issue. struggle to uh, to think of an alternative. But obviously, one of the things is that you know a win loss record isn't entirely accurate for assessing what the quality of of an opponent is if you talk about quality opposition just because, you know, not every conference is created equal, not every weight is created equal. So um, it does, it can get a little Mm -hmm. goofy with that. But I don't know what would be better than that.
0: Yeah, so the issue I have with it is basically that, unlike in sports like college basketball, there's not a fixed pool of wrestlers and of wins and losses being spread among them because you have backups and red shirts and stuff and so you can have a win or a loss against someone who isn't part of like the actual pool of wrestlers being uh... considered for selection and so it it kind of skews things the, the whole like basis for rpi is there being a shared pool of wins and losses and that doesn't completely exist in wrestling but i do agree it's good when we can to use like an actual formula instead of people arguing because rankings are almost always dumb there's almost always an element of past results where you think a guy's good because of what they did last year and qualification should be based on what you did this year
2: Did they uh, have they released the coaches rankings yet?
0: yeah they did the first set um, yesterday or two days ago
2: I'm going to try to find those, I haven't seen those actually how do you think they compare yeah. it to uh, the, the professional media rankings?
1: They're probably entirely based off those, so I'd hope that they're similar. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send you guys the uh, coaches' rankings list thing. I Pull up your Twitters. Well. It's.
1: Um, I think that all, all rankings are garbage, I found, except for rankings on the fight site.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the international men's freestyle and in Russian men's freestyle rankings on the flight site uh, are unparalleled. but There's also a lot less competition. I think Flow is the only other outlet that does international rankings, and uh, Can, they're, they're
0: yeah, betting rankings.
1: Do they even do like- those
0: anymore?
2: They do them like once a month. No,
1: they no, just not, don't not pay. Bad. They just don't pay people that do them. <laughs>
2: It's, like, a different person doing them every time. Like, sometimes there's, like, several months in between editions. Yeah, it seems like like
0: every, like, four months they're like, oh, we're doing international rankings now. Jack,
1: are you going to edit out any mention of flow? uh, Can you
0: do that? Just specifically the word flow. Like, we'll be talking about something. It's like, yeah, you know, I looked at the rankings on, and they were bad. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't I don't trying but to do if I say
2: podcast on this network where uh, Christian Piles was mentioned by name with uh, some expletives, so I don't, I think we're we're past that point.
0: Hmm.
2: Okay. No going back. So say what you want about Flo. Fuck Flo. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I think the open man has decent college rankings, but. I also don't know how you can... Should, should there be... Uh, should should we go off the coaches' rankings? Should there be a media rankings component? to they should be, go uh, off media Steven rankings.
1: Mm-hmm. It should just be media. It shouldn't be coaches at all. Mm-hmm. stupid.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think the coaches know all the wrestlers. I don't think they really have time to. I don't think it makes sense to make them take that time. How do you decide which outlets in which rankers are included
2: whoever has jacob camacho ranked over sam latona should not be considered i think that's my criteria right now
1: i mean i think as long as it's not flow
0: Hmm.
1: if you have a website that you post rankings i'm good with you unless and jack you're going to edit this out unless it's flow (laughs) wrestling Hmm. flow wrestling has no credibility it's been proven in court
2: um, <laughs> well that's objectively true
0: yeah uh pile's not credible M-
1: here for whoops jack there's an autoplay on, on this these coaches rankings oh really you
0: pull up the yeah link. oh no
1: shannon's shannon Scoil is talking about yeah, the comparing,
2: uh, uh intermat and the uh the coaches rankings and they're they're almost identical they're very they're very close i mean
0: i think there's there's a reason for that like yeah <laughs> who, who, do, who does the
1: intermat rankings
0: i don't know they
1: it don't should be richard Mann. on them yeah it's like the economist it's no byline
2: where is uh here's here's a big difference maybe not eric barnett is ranked number 19 on the coaches panel i don't see him at all mm.
1: Didn't he just smoke somebody? Yeah,
0: he beat Pat McKee. They wrestled at ten o'clock on a Friday. Like in, in the, the morning, morning. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea so it why they did that.
1: So it doesn't count.
0: It it hasn't been included in the in these because they were I think they had to do them by like Thursday.
1: I, yeah. see, I see, I think they they had to do them by the eighth. I remember oh, the PC sent that, yeah. They were done on the eighth. Monday. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then I think before and after the conference tournaments, they'll do uh, additional sets of rankings.
2: Do you think anyone's yeah. saying, you know, because this is like you know, a free year technically, I think anyone's going to be saying like, oh, it's not even that big of a deal because of that, but that's a bad argument because you know, the wrestlers are still, most of them are still going to treat it like you know if they're seniors, they're not going to stick around for another year if they're done school and want to be done wrestling. So uh, I don't know. It feels I, I, like a really tough
1: situation I'll say, for them. I'll, I'll say for myself that I can't help feeling that it's like a, like a kangaroo court, like not mm-hmm. a real year. Like I'm kind it's of okay
0: like, with it. There being like just nonsense because I've already accepted that's how it's going to be. Like it
1: just feels like it's just like for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the serious seriousness feel of a regular season. Um, just because of all the cancellations and kind of this not having. Competition outside your conference, and you're going to have kids like entire brackets of kids that haven't even wrestled 10 times in a season at the NCAA tournament. Or one um,
2: time.
1: Yeah. Eric it's messy. Man. De-
2: making their debuts at conference championships
1: mm-hmm.
2: or like at, at a new weight for the first time, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, so
0: I think Lockhaven is not competing until their conference championships.
1: In the UWL brackets. Are big, so they'll like the qualifiers will get another enough matches. There is that the idea.
0: I think so. Yeah, they'll. It, if you, yeah, because it's it's sixteen teams now, right? Or like fourteen. So, so if you go have in, to win. Yeah. If you go in bottom seed, you'll get at least four matches.
1: Right. Hmm.
2: I, Mike. I guess uh, something that I question is why this season is the free season and not last season where there wasn't there wasn't a national championship that's the it one that makes no sense eligibility, yeah this one doesn't when there is going to be
1: i think maybe just because <laughs> the ship had already sailed like they'd already said that i don't it, otherwise i mean it's nothing the NCAA notes. does make sense i mean that's all i can think of it you're right because you're absolutely right it makes it's, it's illogical
0: mm-hmm. i mean i, I think, mean, think you're part always of it right. is they it's true. they thought going in there's a high probability this season would be shut down a wash yeah. But I, I, it, it is weird that they – because they announced it pretty early on, they, back in, like, November, right, or even before then.
1: I said, still just feel like the the, the championships aren't going to happen. Yeah, frankly. I tend
0: to agree. I think the, uh, the conference tournaments are going to be a killer. It,
1: oh, yeah, that too.
0: It's going to be, like, one team, t- you know, gets shut down. It'll be, like, you know, Ohio State's team gets shut down. And Elijah Cleary tested positive. He finishes sixth and wrestled five matches. Everyone he wrestled also gets mm-hmm. pulled.
1: So like, you wanna you, know. you wanna know what I would propose? What? There's what, sixty four teams in division one college wrestling.
0: Seventy seven.
1: Oh shit. Never mind then. But um, so some of them sad. are out, Just so here. it's it's down to like seventy this year. Just have a giant one giant NCAA tournament. Every tournament you have is going to be a super spreader event. Just yeah, make one. Wrestler, you're not yeah. <laughs> you're not limited by space. Go to Vegas. Put throw out 20 matches. I mean, 20 mats because time becomes your issue because you have to do whatever 32 mm-hmm. first round matches in every single weight class plus the pigtails. You, like you you can use all the space you need. Just do that. Forget the conference tournaments and have one tournament and everyone mm-hmm. gets COVID because it's going to happen anyways. If you have to go, I mean, obviously they should just do nothing. But just do that. It's, it's common sense.
0: It does kind of make sense, yeah.
1: The, the rules for COVID have been so goofy. The,
2: the craziest thing I've ever seen is they can't shake hands.
0: It's so dumb. It's, it's policies that they set for like, all sports and don't make any effort to tailor them to the individual sports. Mm-hmm. In the state of Michigan, it was just like uh, this past week we got cleared to wrestle without wearing a mask. It's like a, w- Why would you think that would do anything? Wearing I mean, they're mask still wrestling with masks
1: wrestle. pretty much everywhere, I think, in high school. That sounds brutal. Like, yeah, I tried running a well.
2: mask, and that is very difficult. To get, like, special breathable material that, like, defeats the purpose. It exactly. has to be restrictive of your breathing, like, to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. I saw Pantaleo modeling it and just, clicked, like, the face... Scarf covering, like the, uh, the big ones that people are like pulling up from under their shirts. And uh, those are supposedly not very effective anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to be able to not breathe well and it's still going to fall down as soon as someone touches your face.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess in college it or in, um, in high school, their headgear sort of holds it in place and it doesn't always mm-hmm. fall off. But it's, it doesn't really make sense why you would think that makes any sense at all why you would make that the rule
1: yeah it's administrators that have never seen wrestling probably and they're scared
2: yeah it's good that we're uh, that we're explaining all this and i think um you know to look for some potential silver lining is a shorter season is better yeah um, the season should always be about the short you know like at least like one more in-season tournament or, or two because uh, it was all dual meets this year which mm-hmm. I love. I love dual meets, but so I think yeah, it
0: should need a be I think it should end a little bit later and it, uh so supposedly there's reasons related to other NCAA championships and TV rights and stuff why they want it to always be the third weekend in March. But it seems like if you just started January 1st and put the end date back a couple weeks, that'd be about the optimal length for a season. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. Like moving to just a spring semester sport. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's a ton of people much. want that. I don't know why it hasn't happened. Not
2: even just why do the they day wa- day
1: why day. do they want it the third week of March? Do they do they like does ESPN want it to just butt up against the first weekend of college basketball so that they have something to show?
0: Yeah, I don't really know. I don't get it. Um, but yeah. now, uh, Seton Hall Pirate has talked about it before that apparently he's like talked to someone with ESPN or something. Or talked with um, the NCAA guy who's like in charge of their relationship with ESPN and basically says, like, it has to be that weekend.
1: Mm, that's strange. But if thinking... Britt said it, man, it's in stone.
2: Mm-hmm. Just uh, to go back to the shorter season thing um, reasons why it should happen besides like i think just easier for fans to follow it and you know just a little more uh you know marketable it's just straight up unfair to the wrestlers how hard it is since yeah, wrestle for sure. from november to march uh like constantly and then having your all your big tournaments like over the holidays like, in the in the winter time just like ruining their it's lots. outrageous
1: uh, i feel like if you really look ruins. at the records like at least at Penn State, like they haven't, like their guys have been only wrestling like 15, 16 matches the last couple of right. years.
2: It was always common like they, they, it was heading this way.
1: Yeah. Like where I remember, I mean, I followed Cornell for the longest time, and they, I mean, their guys always had like 40 matches a year because they used mm-hmm. to do like the scuffle. Yeah. Well, they do, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Vegas, um, a bunch of duels, scuffle, New York State championships, Yeah, uh, a bunch of duels.
2: Do they do grapple at the garden. They have duels. Yeah, too? yeah. They'd have yep. like five duels. It's too much. <laughs> Way
0: too
1: much.
2: Unless you're all like too much all as the, a fan. All the, all the good stuff, all the gear that's like helping you recover super fast. It's just like it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not doable. Um, so yeah, hopefully they they can cut back on matches. And uh, I don't know. Maybe this will be easier for some of uh, less traditional fan bases to get into it. You know, this podcast, for example. You know, Jack was explaining that wrestling is a sport and what the NCAA is, and you're like, oh, that's goofy. But fifty, only 50% of the listeners uh, of this podcast network are American. And, you know, what mm-hmm. percentage of Americans even understand college sports? So, you know, e- easier to understand, I think, is better.
1: I agree.
0: Really, we, we've, got, we've got that much uh, international presence?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the heat map.
0: How many of are in Canada, though? What's up? are they like, is half of those Canadian?
2: No. So, Hmm. the biggest percentage is the United States at 49.8, and then the next biggest is uh, UK uh, in Northern Ireland, which is 13%. Canada is 9%, so it's like chunks of like 6 to then like 2 or 3 percentage, and it's just like spread out between like a bunch of countries. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Norway is number 10.
0: Well, I apologize to all the Norwegians I've insulted on my podcast. No, I thought none them. of you were listening.
2: I know like two Norwegians and one of them is racist, so it's like... That's a, that's a 50% rate of racism for Norwegians. I Can we extrapolate
1: them, on that? You think it's the whole country?
2: I mean, just from my, my sample size thus far, I have to yeah. conclude. It's
1: a, but that's a, that sample size is legit. I I, I think it's fair to... You know, to draw just, based uh, on that
2: based on what i've learned in my undergraduate education i only need about 23 more norwegians to uh, come to actual scientific findings so um...
1: well i mean in, in my experience everything you've learned in undergrad you can extrapolate and you pretty much know almost everything mm-hmm. once you've finished college really so, i mean I was, um... I was a
2: psych major so there's, there's a lot of things i know
1: i was a business major so i know everything
2: i think between us we have everything covered every subject Jack, what
1: did you
0: study? Philosophy.
2: There
0: you
1: go. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So you do you do probably... Yeah. All right. I should just drop off.
0: <laughs> so I guess while we're on the topic of, you know, the national tournament qualifications and stuff, uh, we still have pigtail matches, which is a relic from that era that uh, we talked about uh, back when there was wild cards. And the conferences could decide for themselves how many qualifiers they were going to give at each weight, to some extent. What it meant was that some conferences, you know, some years, everyone would believe in their one thirty threes, and everyone would give extra wildcards to their one thirty threes, and so you would end up with thirty eight guys at one thirty three, and so you mm-hmm. had to have pigtail matches. But then you would only have like thirty at one forty one.
1: But then, but they've still done thirty three every year. So since yeah. So now,
0: th- so they've. They've standardized it, but they still include one pigtail match. They're 32, you would have like a normal-sized bracket. Instead, they do 33, so there's one pigtail match.
1: Is there a reason for that?
0: I don't know. I think they should get rid it, of it. It
1: just it screws up that first session. I like, hate it, it and it, I think they should get yeah. rid
0: of it. Do you guys want to defend the pigtail or not?
1: I mean, I the only thing... The name.
0: <laughs> to, what? to what?
2: Something more masculine.
0: Well, in Michigan, we tend to uh, call it a rat tail in high school brackets. Yeah,
1: I
2: like that better. Rats, rat
1: tail. <laughs> I mean, the the, the the only defense of it I could think of would be like, and it doesn't even work this way, but it could being like, oh, he came all the way from a pigtail to win the title. Mm-hmm. Well, I think but part I of think it is no one says that
0: people don't want to take away qualifying spots. People, yeah. you know, don't want to, you know, say, oh, well, those ten kids should be able to wrestle. Okay, well, why don't you just add ten more? Because that'd be right. stupid. Like if but you if you're were at 32, add 10 on
1: top of that, you should add another ten also.
0: If you're at thirty-two per weight, you would never, in a million years, want to change it to thirty-three. Right. So why are we keeping it at thirty-three?
1: We need to find someone to get on the pod that will defend it. Mm-hmm.
2: Clay will do it. Clay will defend anything. <laughs> I this podcast because he knew Jack was going to tear him a new one.
1: Who's, who's doing this? Wait a second. This? Wait, was I a fill-in? Yeah. I thought I was first choice.
2: you were third choice, to be honest. That's what only because fucker. we've done multiple podcasts with Richard before, and I think... Oh, uh, well, Richard Play should and, be uh, first choice.
1: Yeah, R- Richard, Richard was
0: first choice, and Richard, like, broke his leg or something skiing.
1: So he couldn't do a podcast. <laughs> 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 Richard is the man. That I like Richard, down,
2: but... Yeah, but then Clay, I think, has experience
1: with Richard. He's just part of the package deal. Mm hmm. Clay is so scared to go on a podcast without Richard.
0: <laughs> Clay Clay went on my Michigan podcast, and the first time, he, like, messed up his audio. Uh, and so it was, like, basically, like, unlistenable. So I basically just had to scrap that whole episode. And then he came on again, Clay's, and it was okay. Even
1: if Clay's audio wasn't broken it would still be unlistenable probably just <laughs> as a rule avoid getting penn state guys on here mm-hmm. oh i'll never come on a show if there's a penn state guy on it
0: yeah i, don't I, even uh, like being I spoke a with, with uh, a penn state guy he's a, a student reporter at penn state and he was just rambling about the stupidest things
1: so i do like that guy because he shits on penn state sometimes
0: yes but he spent a long time – no, you know who, who talks a lot is uh, the Ohio State person I had. He he was going
1: on for well, quite some is, time. Is there a reason we're not using names?
0: Because uh, that would be kind of mean. Okay, it was Andy Vance from Ohio State, <laughs> and uh, it was Jake Afariot from Penn State.
1: Uh, See, I love both those guys, though. Those are cool I know, out yeah.
0: It, it makes it way easier to do a podcast when your guest talks a lot. But it's just funny. Like, what are you oh.
1: trying to say? Are Ed and I not talking enough?
0: No. No, we're
2: not. Or no.
0: No, not you're not. That. You're not doing well enough. You guys need to uh, learn from Jake and Andy and everyone else.
2: Listen, you invited me here, and you know that these aren't things that I understand. That is
0: true. I'm the only one who actually read the rules.
1: <laughs> no, I did. Oh, good. Yeah, I read them. I'm. I actually have them up on my screen right now. Hey, you I know think how you many really matches? Talk about, like,
2: wrestling matches.
1: Do you know how many matches you need, Jack, to be in the third coach's ranking? Don't look.
2: You
0: need three.
1: Nope. That's the second.
2: What?
0: Oh, it's it's two, First, three, four. Okay, so the third ranking is yeah. 4. Okay.
1: Yep.
2: I did see that, but I, didn't, I haven't studied it enough to remember it. I don't have the recall. I crammed. Mm-hmm.
1: So well, I mean, in your defense, you're studying for other stuff. Yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, so this is... um. This is,
1: this is all I've got.
0: Yeah, this is our thoughts on qualifying <laughs> procedures this year. Uh, I think it's fair to say we don't love them, but we all agree it could have been worse.
1: I uh, do feel like they were in a, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like they took the easiest way out.
0: Yeah, so I, I thought they were going to try and do it the old way, like the normal way, with allocations based on currencies and stuff, and it would just be a disaster. So this is probably an improvement on that. Agreed. Uh, we've given our thoughts on everything related to qualifications. I think. Uh, anybody have any parting thoughts?
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: It was it was good to have you on. Yeah, and, I uh, maybe... say
2: that, uh, that Jake Wenzel's a title contender at one sixty five. I'm
1: on board with that. I'm. hail <laughs> to Pittman. Jake Wenzel's a legit contender.
2: He could contend for the title.
1: Yeah, I mean, all he did was what he just knocked off a defending champ and number one ranked in the We're country not guy. To
2: be happy about it though, because Mikhail Lewis got injured. So you know, if you if you at all if you even say like if you even mention the win on Twitter, they'll they'll come for you. The VT fans, they're they rabid. And I'm
1: I'm I'm prepared for it.
0: I'm gonna laugh at, at you guys. I'm gonna laugh at you guys so hard when Jake Wensel loses to like. Danny Bronigal in the second could round.
2: Happen. Anything could
0: happen. He's a wild of course
1: card. it could happen. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to win the title. I'm saying he should be considered. He's he a could. contender. Yeah. All right. No, I'm going to really laugh if he doesn't qualify, in which case.
0: <laughs> well, I think he's done enough. He could get Nat large at this point.
1: True, true. It'd be Mekhi Lewis. Mm-hmm.
2: He did do that. And is Mikhail Lewis going to wrestle?
1: The real Ooh. question is, is, is Mekhi Lewis a title contender? I don't know. Lo- he it just lost a Jake. He just lost to Jake Wenzel.
2: Right. And Jake Wenzel lost to Thomas Bullard, so it makes you question, you know, just how bad is Mikai Lewis? Can't even mm-hmm. beat a guy that lost to to Bullard.
0: I also don't know which Bullard is which. I, th- I, I assume I...
2: it was Thomas. I think Daniel's the bigger one.
0: Okay, I just learned which, like yesterday, which Bronnigel was which.
2: Wait, no, then I'm doing it wrong because the bigger one is 165. Shoot, I don't know. It was, it was no, my... the bigger one's <laughs> a
0: 74, I think.
2: Okay, it was one of those. <laughs>
1: I mean, those guys are kind of good. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're, they're very comparable, uh, like levels as well. So it's not even that big of a deal to get them mixed up.
1: No, yeah. I mean, not only that, for Wentzell to have lost to him, I mean, it's it's a bad loss, but it's not. Doesn't mean he's not a title contender.
2: He took that match off. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his real level.
1: He's gonna. Yeah, uh, we we, he's gonna we like, uh, real some some people some people write off early early season Penn State losses. You know, mm-hmm. like it's Carter Storacci loses, true. and it's
2: Everyone like, oh, a it's a early season. For Penn mm-hmm. State. Stole that from you, Jack. That's what you called it.
0: Yeah, well, it's actually it's actually Bo Nichols' Nate Jackson loss.
2: <laughs> that aged very well, though.
0: Yeah. And th- that's the thing is, I-, I think Washington's actually a decent wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll age like that one rather than the uh, Keaton subject. Like wine. Who uh, was never heard from again.
2: I mean, he- his career peaked right there. So he's like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm good.
1: I don't even know who you're talking about. Who did he
0: beat? Vincenzo Joseph. Yeah. Oh really? It was like his one of his first college matches. He beat him in the duel like fourteen to nine or something.
1: Where Where did did he wrestle? uh, Stanford. Rocky lost.
0: Well, that was that was like a classic freshman loss. Like he got tilted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's where I, when I started thinking that Mark Hall was like small for the weight class because it just looked like he was having some trouble physically, but then that did not turn out to be true.
0: I've always thought Mark Hall was small, and he there's some interview where he said like he cuts more weight than most guys on their team, and I was like, what? How? It's just dense. Like he looks so small.
2: Yeah, that's my parting <laughs> <laughs> thoughts. As I just wanted to talk about Jake Wenzel.
0: Hmm. Well, I'll go on the record and say I think he's uh, not a title contender. Uh. You guys can all play this back 100 times if he wins it.
2: I'm going to do more than that. Oh. <laughs> all right, well. I haven't thought of your punishment yet, but we'll figure it out.
0: All right, well, I think that's uh, going to be a wrap on this show. Uh, we'll see you guys later.
1: See ya. Thanks again.